On this episode of Out in Bloomal, Eric and I take you on a tour behind the scenes of what Out in Bloomal is as a business and what we hope to accomplish in the future. We'll also introduce you to some incredible people that we met at the McLean County Chamber of Commerce new member showcase. It's helping our local economy. Like the more visitors that we get here, the more money that they'll spend here, the better it will impact Bloomington Normal. It's like all of us exist, but we do a great job, but how do we kind of, uh, you know, help each other, uh, build that network and support each other and grow from there. What we're trying to accomplish over at Iron Coyote is um, kind of pairing fun meets challenge. Um, it's a new way to um, work out and a uh, new way to deliver fitness. So I always wanted to own my own business, always have a passion behind it. Uh, part of it is I want to have a business where I can give back to the community. We've been doing this for such a short time, but I feel like every person that we meet and every person that sits down and talks with us, they benefit. I really felt inspired by how much everybody seemed to be invested in the idea of the community building aspect. And I can see why it's become so central in what you want to do. My name is Samantha Moorhead, and I am the Convention and Tourism Sales Manager for the Bloomington Normal Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. So you do a lot of this? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, I started doing the tourism aspect of it, trying to bring in tour groups, motor coaches, and just promoting the McLean County Bloomington Normal Area as a destination um, for people to come and spend time and visit the attractions. What I'm trying to accomplish is to, I guess, bring more meetings and events to the Bloomington Normal Area. Um, we're a great destination to host meetings and events and I feel like we are a great fit for anyone who might be looking at Illinois or the Midwest. We're very centrally located and we've got great facilities. It's important to me just one because I'm a destination marketer and two because that's it's helping our local economy. Like the more visitors that we get here, the more money that they'll spend here, the better it will impact Bloomington Normal. And is there something that you're doing that's working really well right now? Um, I'm attending lots of conferences and trade shows to sit one-on-one -on -one and meet with planners and to discuss like how we're a good fit and what we have that could benefit them to bring their meeting here. Samantha, it was so nice meeting you. Nice meeting you too, thank, thank you. you. So my name is Uma Balakrishnan. Um, I'm uh, owner and managing partner with Park Regency Hotel and Conference Center here in Bloomington Normal. And that's where we are right now? Yes. That's beautiful in here. Thank you. So how did you get into doing what you do? My husband being a businessman, um, uh, we've been uh, very interested in commercial uh, real estate and then um, uh, we like this property and we got into this and this has been a great avenue for us to be very involved with the uh, community. Um, uh, get to know a lot of people, networking, and uh, helping different organizations. So it's been a you know phenomenal time being part of this business for the past six years. So moving to normal, I mean, I moved in. I moved in from a bigger city. Uh, this is the first smaller community that I'm ever part of, um, and it's been phenomenal because it's um, uh, you know being in a small, tight knit community. It's nice to make a difference. And uh, what I am achieving or would like to achieve uh, through this platform where we are at is a good network for local businesses because as being a local business, it's been a, um, you know, it's challenging because you'll thrive on community support and with shopping, everything going online. Um, 
you know, it's like all of us exist, but we do great job, but how do we kind of, uh, you know, help each other, uh, build that network and support each other and grow from there, right? So that's what is, um, you know, that's an accomplishment that I would like to do, and I do two annual expos. Um, um, where we host local businesses, I invite uh, the community to come, you know, network with them, get to know them, get to know these awesome people who run these businesses, have these uh, product solutions that's probably a good fit to you, but probably you don't know them, right? So I'm just trying to make those connections, build that network. So that's something, you know, it's, uh, and again, it uh, also has been uh, awesome for me, for us to connect and support with local nonprofits because again, they do an amazing job and we are looking at every opportunity to support. And uh, for me, women and children, uh, based nonprofits that I have a soft spot uh, with uh, children, anything related with children and also women, women leadership, uh, you know, a mentoring, um, you know, making an impact. So how did you get interested in all of this? It sounds like that's such a big job too. I mean, you're you're orchestrating a whole community. Yes. Yeah, so people. I got introduced from my husband. He was. I mean, I have to say, um, you know, uh, Rotary was a big uh, impact on that. Like we're part of Rotary through that. We got to know a lot of community leaders. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm usually his plus one to all these events, just having a lot of fun. And then I slowly got invited into and putting together a nonprofit, a community event. Uh, I was um, invited to be part of the team. Then I saw the amazing work people did as volunteers, you know, just making a small difference. And then that's where, you know, I started like that kind of became very interesting. And then, um, and I have a master's in computer engineering and I've been in sales for 15 years. So more customer front, I always think in the feet of the customer, like what is it that they need that we have to provide? So when you combine this message and again, want to kind of, you know, work with everybody, it kind of, you know, seemed a good natural fit. And I really enjoy meeting new people. I think that's the, that's the key to all this. Yeah. Well, there's lots of people here today. Yes, I'm very excited because always it's good to know about new businesses because it's not easy coming out of your comfort zone, you know, starting something new with an idea and hoping that it would work, right? And again, you know, that's where I'm trying, we are trying to always support the shop local because that's how we all kind of support each other and grow everybody's dreams, right? So. Yeah, I feel like this is the first time that we're starting something new. Congratulations! And thank you. And you know how people say when you start something new, everything that can go wrong will go wrong? Yes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so true. Right, right. So. See, you, get, you always, this is my thing, you're always prepared for the worst, right? So whatever comes in appears to be a little better. <laughs> Yeah, so like because the two expos that I'm conducting, it's really very nerve-wracking because, you know, you're uh, inviting so many uh, local businesses. Like my last one, I had 80 businesses who I connected with, who, you know, trusted me and came to my show. And then I, it was very nerve-wracking because I'm like, what if there no people, nobody turned up, right? So that's where we put in every effort into marketing, thought and what all angles we will have to, because these are our partners who are supporting us. And 
and uh, we had 650 plus ticketed attendees who came through. So, which in turn where everybody was happy. So that was like, but again for that event, and again even for my next event, I'm always prepared for the worst. Just see, okay, what could be the worst situation out of it? But yes, it is, it is, but the reward, I can tell you, it's amazing. And the people, when you have your own business, and your own boss, and more than the business, I think we, it's always the impact we make on somebody else's life. And what we learn from others, like you meet everybody as like, um, it's not like, you know, a corporate level, I've been in the corporate, so it's always business or, but here you know them as a person, as a, you know, a, a, a person with family. And uh, you know you get to know them for the long term, so that's that's all amazing. And I'm sure you know you'll do great. And uh, you know, wish you the best. My name is Alex Stapleton. And you're with Iron Coyote Challenge Park. Yes, ma'am. And you say you have all these crazy obstacles for you guys to do. Where did you get that idea? Uh, so the owners, Aaron and Derek Williams, they have three young boys. Um, they were very interested in American Ninja Warrior. Uh, the boys loved it, um, so they just started thinking of different ideas on uh, different business enterprises that they could bring to the central Illinois area. And being that we have nothing around the area um, quite like it, they thought, you know, this community could definitely benefit from that. Do you watch Ninja Warrior too? You know, honestly, personally, I don't. Um, I'm into endurance racing and uh, a lot of the other runs um, that happen around the area, but I've never been too much into American Ninja Warrior myself. I've kind of gotten to know it a little bit better, uh, managing Iron Coyote and um, knowing what it's all about and you know how it relates to us. Have you tried all the obstacles in there? I definitely have. Is it hard? Uh, it depends on your ability, um, and part of our motto is choose your challenge. Um, so don't do anything that you're not comfortable doing and get after anything that you're comfortable doing. What we're trying to accomplish over at Iron Coyote is um, kind of pairing fun meets challenge. Um, it's a new way to um, work out and a new way to deliver fitness. Uh, I think a lot of people, um, you know, just when they hear the word gym, they just think of dumbbells and treadmills and ellipticals, and that's not something that we deliver. Uh, most of what I get um, from parents and participants at Iron Coyote is, um, you know, we had a great time here. I'm sweating. I'm totally gassed. It was a great time, though. Um, so that's kind of where fun meets fitness. Um, so my personal path has been in an experiential education. I graduated from the School of Kinesiology and Recreation at Illinois State. Um, so I've always been interested in different um, adventurous type of experiences. Um, so being that there's nothing around the central Illinois area quite like us, I was uh, very attracted to um, our establishment for that reason. What yes. do you think is the most adventurous thing that you've ever done? I spent February through April in Costa Rica. Um, I sea kayak down the Atlantic coast um, from Costa Rica to Panama uh, on my way to scuba dive uh, in Bocas del Toro. Oh my gosh, you're not kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I like to do all different sorts of adventurous type things. Um, like I said, being the central Illinois area, we don't have mountains, we don't have rivers, we don't have oceans. Um, so the Williams brought this to us and I just wanted to be a part of it.
Uh, so our marketplace is the first food hall in Bloomington Normal. Uh, it's going to be a place comprised with uh, independently locally owned vendor, 80% food and then 20% products, and also serve as a small business incubator. What is it that would draw new businesses to your space? Um, so if you have an idea, you want to test it out, but you don't want to start up with spending a lot of money or putting up a lot of upfront investment, this will be a great place for you to start up because you, the kitchen will already be already been built, uh, your booth has already been set up and ready to go. Um, all you want to make sure you focus on is the offering that you're going to be uh, selling as well as hiring people to kind of sell your products. And how long have you been doing this? We have been working, my husband and I uh, own the business. We have been kind of formulating the concept and working through it for the last probably two years. Um, it's The food hall is going to be an uptown normal in a brand new building that um, it's getting ready to build. Um, so the, the business doesn't exist today technically, uh, but the building's going to be available and the food hall is scheduled to open probably later part of 2020. How many spaces do you have? Are any of those spaces still available? Uh, we can house about 12 independent vendors. Uh, we so far have about nine people have committed or expressed interest. Uh, they have not signed a lease, um, but they have said that uh, they will want to be part of the project. Wow, that's very exciting. Yeah. I'm so what is, it, what is it that drew you to this idea? Um, so I always wanted to own my own business, always have a passion behind it. Uh, part of it is I want to have a business where I can give back to the community, where I can foster the environment that we live in. Uh, when we went to California one year, visit a friend of ours, he took us to this place called the Packing District in Orange County, and it's a similar concept, and as soon as we walk in, we're like, we love it. This will be a great place for Bloomington Normal. We kind of put that on hold for a few years until 2017, and when we start looking at each other and say, let's just do it and see how it works in Bloomington Normal. So that's kind of how it all started. Thank you so much for coming out and joining us tonight. I'm very appreciative of your time. There's a lot of things going on in this fourth quarter of the year. I can't believe we're wrapping up 2019. Getting ready for 2020, but a great opportunity to come and celebrate all the new members we have in the chamber over the last year. So to all of our new members, I say... After the first five minutes of being in the room and everybody was everybody was kind of like watching us like what on earth are these people doing like I'm, what, are they going to film something in here we like, certainly had the most unique setup it's yeah kind of hard to see on most of the cameras around here but i think that the picture that you post on instagram really gave a good preview of what we were going to do yeah we didn't have our table in there and we had our, just our whole film setup we keep about five or six points around depending on what type of filming that we needed to do. We had our chairs in there and everything. I think it looked fantastic. And I think it was very eye-catching. A lot of people were very curious, and especially mm -hmm. since it was our first time, I consider it to be a pretty good success. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to try it again. I, I think that we do a little bit better when we have more space. I mean, we were confined to like eight feet by four feet and it was kind of, we practiced the setup all week. We set this thing up and we took it down and... We definitely encroached on some other people's space as well. Yeah, but they were really nice about it. Mm -hmm. Who was the favorite person that you interviewed? I don't, I don't know that I have a favorite. I think that everybody that sat down to talk to us, I really enjoyed talking to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you? What do well, you I only really interviewed one person and also didn't get any of the audio from it 
What happened, Eric? You know what happened. I just didn't press the button. I kind of just thought we would be, like, because the cameras were on the whole time. I kind of thought the audio was going to be on the whole time, but I guess mm-hmm. not. Well, it is tricky. There is a, this red button, and you know how to do it now, but you see, you, there's a red button here, and you uh-huh. push it to make it record. Is that how you, is that the record button? It's the is, record button. Is that why, is, is What's it, the big red button? Is it the same thing on all equipment? I think the part that confused you was even if it's not recording, there are still numbers and things moving yeah. on on the, on the screen, so mm-hmm. it looks like it's recording. Yeah. So um, H1N Handy Recorder, you're confusing people. Uh, just you're confusing husbands. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty happy with this little thing. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't know if there's any part of the equipment that we have that I'm not happy with. Uh-huh. What about the event that we did? on Wednesday now. What, what was your main takeaway from it? What do you think? I really felt inspired by how much everybody seemed to be invested in the idea of the community building aspect. And I can see why it's become so central in what you want to do. Because I think that the idea, I think that the Chamber of Commerce definitely buys into the idea that a rising tide lifts all boats. And that's what they want to do for the entire community. Because it's like, you know, if this you know, Orange Theory Fitness really gets a lot of business and does well, then it will do well for everybody that works there, which they'll then be able to better patronize, you know, the local thrift store. And it's like the local thrift store opens up one on the other side of town. And it's like once you get all these businesses that are successful here, then like the property value allows people to want to develop the land. Like it's it's just like one thing after another after another. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I really feel like I'm digging that. I want to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. It's like an RPG game. <laughs> First you got to build the farms, then you build the barracks, then you got to build the academy, all mm-hmm. these sorts of things. Only mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a select few people are going to know what you're talking about. I feel like a nerd just because I, I understand what you're talking about right now. So then, after the Chamber of Commerce event, or is there anything else that you wanted to talk about while you were there? The Nothing Bump Cakes? Delicious. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And the, the woman who was there, um, she's the owner, I think. She was so nice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get, get my free bunt cake. Wait, you get a free bunt cake? Yeah, you get like a little free bunt at, I think it was on those things that they handed out. Really? I hope you kept them because we could have two. Yeah, we have them. I kept all the information that we got, but that's bunt, bunt at, you said? Mm-hmm. That sounds adorable. And then we eat it. We eat something adorable. Yeah. It's a little vicious. I feel like the interview that I saw you do with Chris was spectacular. Do you feel like that was better or worse than the interview that you did today? You know, I I feel like I'll have a better answer to that question after I watch the footage. I haven't watched the footage from the interview we shot this morning yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And both conversations went pretty well, but at the same time, I can tell that there's room for improvement and for myself as the host. Like, I think that Chris was really good at, like, when I asked a question that only went so far, he was really good at, like, expanding on that question and helping, like, helping to move the conversation along. Mm -hmm. And you could just tell that, like, he's good at that. He's naturally good at that. to the point where like I think there was a couple questions that I asked him and it was kind of like well 
it seemed like he, he didn't really understand the question. Like, that's how naturally it came to him. But he did a really good job trying to answer those questions either. Anyway, yeah, he was a good sport. Yeah, I think that you'll find that as you start to interview people, you'll kind of be able to pick up and doing kind of like the active listening while also trying to formulate your next step. I think that you'll really get good at thinking on your feet. And that's something that I bet if you went back to Toastmasters, you'd start to get better at as well. Table talk is really good for making somebody think on their feet and not having to worry about filling that space and, and you're like um yeah um so mm-hmm. like that sort mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. so well yeah that's a that's a good point i did the toastmasters things once but you're in toastmasters now mm-hmm. i'm the vice president of public relations Ooh. That means I have to harass people to come to Toastmasters. Well, you're good at harassing people. Mm -hmm. I'll be harassing a whole new class. In a good way, not a bad way. No promises made. (laughs) Okay, so there was a key difference, I think, in the interview that I did this morning. Their topic was a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And like they're on a mission to do something specific. So in that way, like it was a different nature. Like our first guest, obviously, like he wants to do good things too. But as a nonprofit, like looking to serve children in like desperate situations, like I feel like that connected to me on a personal level just mm-hmm. from some of my past experiences. Um, and at times it made the conversation a lot easier and at times it made the conversation a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Like there was a point where we were talking about something, Val and I, and I thought, oh crap, like I didn't bring tissues. Am I gonna cry right now? Like is the makeup is all gonna be like running down my face and I'll spend the rest of the interview looking like a crazy person. <laughs> but um, I, I really enjoyed talking with everybody that we've Mm -hmm. spoken with so far. I hope that that's something that anybody who ends up watching any of the work that we do, and if you're watching what we're doing right now, I'm sorry. What are you apologizing (laughs) for? Look at some of our other content. It's probably going to be a lot better than this. It's going to be more of this. Everybody has to start somewhere. (laughs) And, I mean, there are so many reasons why we're doing this. I think that one of the reasons that we're doing this is that people can find something to identify with. And I think that as you start to go through and interview all the different people within our community, you're going to find that there's so many different stories that everybody's going to eventually find something that they resonate with. Mm -hmm. Because of your experience as a parent, you know, I I could see it just, I could hear it in your voice as you were reading that article before you went over there. It's just like you like you almost couldn't go any further once it came down to like kids and their pajamas and their stuffed toy and it's just like, you know, mm. people's stories finding individuals and then finding groups and having them all have a mission is going to end up touching people in a lot of different ways and I think that that's something that I'm really hopeful about and that's part of why we're doing this is so that we can help people to kind of connect with their community mm-hmm, mm-hmm get their stories out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a real hunger in people to be heard. Um, like, we, we still talk to each other as humans and adults in the world. Like, we talk to each other, but there's not a whole lot of, like, 
real listening and really being understood and given time to like mm -hmm. pay attention to the idiosyncrasies of what someone is saying like that's their life experience mm -hmm. and that experience is so valuable mm -hmm. you know and it's interesting that you should kind of there's a contrast that you would create that there are those out there that might say because of the age of information that we live in that people's attention spans have shortened and you know, that's why people maybe they don't talk anymore. But I think if you look at the way that we're doing our, tr trying to do our long form conversation, it's different than just going through and scrolling on your Facebook feed or reading through 100 and 280 characters on a tweet. Like you get invested in for an hour and really feel like you've had a conversation with that person. Mm -hmm. And because of the way that we do things, especially when we're talking like you've, gave them the opportunity to kind of advertise for their nonprofit so that people can find and if they want to support that and I really hope that you do giving yeah. kids in vulnerable situations just a little bit of dignity yeah do it right now <laughs> no pressure no pressure <laughs> if you watch this video and can't donate eight dollars for one backpack it's five dollars I think they said that they try to keep it under eight in the article Oh, okay. No, that was on their website. Well, but even anyways, if it's even if it's five, it's one point six backpacks then. It, anyways, okay. So I mean, if people feel the need to do that, I mean, that's wonderful. Honestly, if someone was going to give us eight dollars, I'd rather them give it to them. <laughs> yeah, this is um, Eric starting to run for what? Representative, what do you want? Coroner. Congress. Coroner. Why wouldn't you? I don't get that. Like, I guess any position of power is good position of power. Why do you want to be coroner? I don't. Okay. We were just talking about with Chris. He was talking about coroner before we went on the video. The coroner means like making sure that someone's dead, right? Mm-hmm. Verified death. Okay. Right. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a job that would particularly appeal to us, but anyway, I feel like this is part of the that we're gonna cut out. No, we cut nothing out. Cut nothing out. Cut nothing out. I mean, I don't want people to feel like if they watch the show, they have to donate to everyone that comes on oh, the no. show. And that that won't end up happening. But someone out there is going to, you know, be struck with something. And while I would say, in you know, the most business-minded universe that everybody that consumes our media ends up supporting us like i think in a better and more moral world we're helping people to get involved with you know groups in their community and businesses in their community that they want to support mm -hmm. so that you know as much as i like walmart i go get my groceries from walmart all the time you know there are individuals that i have met behind you know these smaller communities so I kind of hope that we can take steps towards helping them out mm -hmm. so and children buy them backpacks Eric. <laughs> oh my goodness so what do you think that you've learned in this process so far I think other than what I've already stated about learning about the Bloomington normal community I think it's just learning a little bit about individuals, like being able to hear people's stories, like hearing 
Chris's story in particular about where he went from in his you know very career-minded job into getting into something that was a little bit more community-oriented and then being able to help people out gives me hope that I could put myself in that sort of position in some way. Like, one thing that I've always personally looked for is that path to being able to help people out. If I can find a way through what we're doing here to kind of extend and like signal boost other people's reach, I think that that's something that would work out well. Mm-hmm. How about you? What do you feel like you learned that you didn't know going in Tuesday night into Wednesday night? Tuesday into Wednesday. Like Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, it was a mad dash. And I believe you said that everything possible could have go- that could have gone wrong went wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like every single thing that we tried to do, nothing went smoothly. And I don't know, I feel like people talk about when you start a business or when you try to run your own business, you know, things like that always happen. But I didn't expect it. I still didn't expect it. And it's true, like, there's constant resistance to productivity. Mm-hmm. Well, is that a real thing, or is that just a result? Is that kind of how you sum up things? I, I feel like everything that I've tried to do that's happened, like, individually, not as, like, a whole. It's hard to describe. It's hard to describe, but... Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, looking back at it, there's so many little things that we've had to do to bring this business thus far. And it's easy to forget what those little things were. Um, Now it looks like we've got something behind us. But it's because every day we've been working on this for months now. Mm -hmm. What's something that if someone is thinking about getting something started, doing a startup of their own, you would give them and say, hey, I've already been down this path, watch out for this. I think it's like, I tend to be the kind of person that looks for signs. Like if something just, if you hit an obstacle at every point along the path, maybe it's a sign that you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. If, I don't, if I listened to that, we wouldn't be here. Okay, so don't worry about, look, looking for signs to not be where you're at stop looking for the signs that you shouldn't be doing it and just do everything you can to make it happen like that's the model that i've been going with because i feel like if i were still looking for these signs the signs would be saying to cut it out but my gut says this is the right thing to be doing like we've been doing this for such a short time But I feel like every person that we meet and every person that sits down and talks with us, they benefit. Like we're, we're having an impact in the community and we just started. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what other business can say that. Like the return has already, I mean, it hasn't been a financial return, Mm -hmm. but I mean, hey, I'm happy with it so far. So far. Yeah. So how long, how long can that be the case, though? When do you feel like you'll have to shift this into gear and really make it so that in order to sustain this, there's going to have to be some level of return? Finding the businesses out there that live or die on what they're able to do and how they're able to grow, 
when do you think that you're going to kick it into that next phase without Mbloomal? Sooner rather than later. Um, there's a learning process, I think, with how to, how to monetize the content online without charging the guests that come in to speak with us. Because mm -hmm. we're not charging them to appear on the show. Um, that's like a popular misconception. Like, we're not going to charge somebody who sits down with us and produces the content together. Like, it's their story. It's, um, but it's going to be the, the shooting the commercials and the sponsorship content to go along with the podcast and learning how to um, do other online monetization options and um, shoot business commercials for things off of our channel for other businesses social media channels and tv commercials and things like that i mean there's a lot to do but it can be done i mean we've got the business plan it all works out on paper right i keep telling people that if it weren't for you i wouldn't be able to do any of this because i mean you've supported me this whole way so far you help me with the kids give me the time to do this stuff i mean you gave me the permission I mean, marriage is like you, we, need, we make these decisions together, even financial decisions. So, I mean, you helped us out with that. And um, the communicating with people thing is probably actually the biggest part. We've been married now. We've known each other about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And like since we've been married, you've been teaching me how to be a better communicator. Mm -hmm. I sit in this chair and while I'm interviewing people, I think, what would Eric ask next? Mm -hmm. How would Eric try to learn more about the person sitting next to him? Well, I'm glad that that's n not a way of thinking that was unique to me because that's something that in my professional career I have done in a lot of different cases. Mm. What is this person, what would this person do in this situation? What who could have done this better and how would I be more like that person in this scenario? So I'm glad that that's just not my own little bout of craziness. <laughs> You're not crazy. You're so charming. Everyone loves you. Mm. Yeah. 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 I can't think of anybody who, maybe my mom sometimes doesn't love you. <laughs> I, as I think as your mom just worries that I don't like her, which couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> I think my mom might have been worried that your cooking got more positive attention than her cooking. I'm not going to apologize for that. And like the dog whispering thing. I mean, you're really good with dogs. Not She's really good, good with as, dogs. Not nearly as good as your mom with dogs. Yeah. Our dog prefers your mom. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. Have you ever been in when, like... He gets so excited. Mm -hmm, he gets so excited. And when it gets back to that default setting, he still would prefer to be by her versus me. Mm -hmm. Now, she has two other hounds in her pack, so sometimes he's not able to get un... in, you know... His, the attention is drawn away from him, so maybe he'll get some undivided attention from me. Mm -hmm. But all things being equal, my dog loves your mom. <laughs> Isn't that right, Rody? Rody's asleep on the floor. Okay, so what are you hoping that, like, say we get a year down the line from now, what are you hoping to have gotten out of this project? Options. 
I don't want to get into a space where the project limits the options of what we're able to do in our family, in our careers, in our lives in general. I don't, I'm fearful that at some point, like we run out of being able to sustain the project due to financial constraints. I want it to be what generates our ability to do more, to be able to think, okay, well, together, you know, with me working in a position and you working at this, we were able to do this, but as we're starting to grow it, can you divert time away from job and put it into this and increase the rate of return above and beyond? Like, I want to be able to have that option to be able to just go further with things and have it benefit everyone. Because as much as altruistically I like what's behind the project and being able to build up the community, tell people stories, it's also a lot of work and I want it to be able to generate the kind of options that will make, uh, allow us to select the avenue through which our life will be better. Mm-hmm. All right, so goals by the end of the year is to have a financially profitable business. I don't even know that I'd, what would financially profitable be? I mean, I know the figure that I have in the business plan. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to, you know, include that in the video. Mm-hmm. But does it's profitable mean that, like, you've paid for the equipment that you put into there? Or does that mean that there's no. a rate on your time that you've put into there? Yeah, it's it's not just paying for the equipment. Like, the paying for the equipment is the startup cost. Mm-hmm. Like, the business needs to be profitable in a sense that, like, it needs to reflect the time that I'm investing in it. Like, or else that's not what's most beneficial to our family. How does, how does your roadmap work? Because that's, you know, the end of the year is really only like five or six weeks away now. I mean, I was kind of thinking the calendar year. Oh, so 12 months I'm, from now. Yeah, it's a 12-month plan. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. I got you. Mm-hmm. What do you think that this next week is going to bring? What do you... Do you have your next couple interviews lined up? Who are you meeting next with? I, you have a meeting tomorrow, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we've been pretty active in the chamber, and the chamber has a lot of events, and it's been great for networking. Um, but I actually need to line up some more interviews. Um, we've got two recorded and the chamber events, so that's three. That's enough to launch the podcast, which we're doing on Thursday. Um, but I need, I do need some more people to interview. And part of it was, uh, we had a lot of people that were interested, but when it came down to actually like scheduling the day and, um, actually shooting the video, people were getting kind of cold feet. Mm-hmm. They, they were wondering, okay, am I really successful enough to be on this video? Which you know? is, which is ridiculous by the way. It's not ridiculous. It, it's what it was, I needed I needed to do a better job making people feel more comfortable. That might be true, but I hope that people out there will understand that this is not, like, you're not getting into this to measure yourself against people that have already come before you on this podcast or where you could be, you know, a year from now. It, this, I feel like this podcast is just about getting everybody and addressing them for where they at because everybody has some success in their lives everybody has failure in their lives mm. and everybody has a story to tell 
when you get on here and tell your story with us, like better things are going to follow because you can't, it's, it, I just feel like it's impossible to psychologically put yourself out there and receive, you know, the kind of love that the community puts towards all of its members that are trying to enrich it and not move on to bigger and better things from there. So, mm -hmm. Well, we did change the way that we're presenting the, the podcast to people. It's no longer like interviews with successful and impactful people. Now it's great ideas for future success, mm -hmm. which like in our minds and all practicality, it's the same thing but it gives people that feeling like they have more space to relax and just talk about what they think and deliver their ideas that way yeah. instead of trying to like well measure themselves am i good enough to do this will people will other people think that i'm successful enough to be on the show mm -hmm. you know because whoever thinks that they're so that whoever thinks that they've really arrived, like as soon as we accomplish something, we want to accomplish the next thing. At yeah. least I do. Yeah. Right. I think that that's natural. Yeah. So thanks for, thanks for sticking with me so far. Mm -hmm. Till the ends of the earth, beautiful. <laughs> so. Till the ends of the earth and back again. And all the ladies go, oh. Sometimes you're so embarrassing. Oh, well, I mean, I can't really help that. So if you're interested in being on the podcast, feel free to contact me uh, through direct message on Instagram or email us at outinbloomal at gmail.com. Um, how else can they contact us? Or you can text me. I'll put my... No, that's weird. No. 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 I mean, I like text messages, but probably best bet is email right Let's now. not put your, your personal number out on the internet. Wow, that was really dorky. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Can't go any, any higher from there. Okay.